literally just like rolled out of bed and ate a bunch of fermented cabbage. So <laughs> I've been up for a while. <laughs> I sound sounds like we're all we all have our emotional states ready to podcast. <laughs> yes, it seems like it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. What up? Hi. And today, we have an incredibly special guest with us. We managed to get the curator of shitty gamer takes, Danya. Hi! Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, uh... Us stealing your tweets is like ninety percent of this <laughs> podcast. We give you we give you credit, but uh... you don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We've been big fans of yours for uh, quite a while. I mean, ever since it came, the shitty gamer takes account came to our attention. We've been sort of using it as a springboard to talk about different issues relating to gamers and the gamer identity, uh, and just the depths of just ridiculous reactionary thought that occurs within that sphere and uh it's good too because you know we we are certainly willing to go in and dig and look for some uh some salt from the gamers but it can be a little soul crushing at times so just having like a curated experience right to our doorstep uh i don't know you're really doing us a solid that's actually a big reason as to why i made it so actually i'm really happy that it's been brought to my attention that you guys do that because I was actually part of why I even started in the first place. So uh, I'm I'm glad to be of service to you and to bring up these incredible instances of terrible people doing <laughs> terrible things around video games. So I'd just like to say that for wading through all these incredibly hot and shitty gamer takes, you are braver than the troops. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> A lot of people tell me that. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> Very welcome. Very welcome. So tell us a little bit about like why or when and why what the circumstances were around creating uh the shitty gamer tanks account. And uh was there any particular like <laughs> moment in gaming that made you go like, okay, uh this I am moved to create this this uh project? There was actually a specific thing. And the whole thing that kicked it off was uh, very specifically uh, in Ian Miles Chong. Oh, God. Um, it was back when it was last year. So mm. 2017, uh, I think it was September-ish, maybe. And um, PewDiePie had just said the <laughs> N-word on stream. Um, <laughs> that was the catalyst. And I remember a lot of people were talking about it on my main feed mm. and uh ian said the rather wonderful quote um basically saying pootie pie said the n-word in a heating gaming moment <laughs> yeah the creation and, of the heated gaming yeah. moment just yes, concept the heated game moment it was great and i remember it was a person that i'm a friend with i don't want to say their name mm. uh because they've been wanting to kind of be removed from this and i might get into that a little bit later but they were talking to someone about the idea of making a gamer takes account because i think that there were a few made at this time but 
it wasn't as big as it is now because like now there's take accounts for literally everything and so they were talking about that and i was like wait that sounds like a really funny joke to do so i hopped on it and everyone was like oh lol and but from that point on like gamers kept doing really terrible things so i was like <laughs> you know i a big reason that i kept doing it was because i think a lot of people that aren't the targeted like groups of this terrible behavior they almost don't believe that it's happening like there's this this distance that they put themselves and they'll they'll say well it can't be that bad like there aren't that many terrible people so a big reason that i kept doing it was because i i wanted there to be a place with evidence of this kind of behavior and that like this is a thing that people do on a super common basis and i just wanted people like that to be held accountable for their actions in even the tiniest of ways because people just have been getting away with it for so long and it's like oh it's just you know it's whatever it's just gamers talking smack in their heated gamer moments so that is really where it started and why I'm still trying to do it. Yeah, that uh, that sounds about right in terms of at least, you know, I think our, obviously, we're you're preaching to the choir in terms of gamers. Um, and I definitely agree that there's a lot of excuse making when it comes to this kind of shitty behavior. Is it just like, oh, it's smack talk. Oh, that's just what what gamers do. You know, they call each mm-hmm. other the N word when they're gaming. It's good fun, um, and it's like the, you you gotta and kind of like divorcing it from that as well, and just rather than it being kind of like because when you're like caught up in the moment and like you know it it can feel very much like oh it's just all part of the same sewer or these are isolated cases, but you know it's kind of just having those screenshots and kind of like those those highlights i don't know it kind of like changes the tone away from that into just like oh maybe this is actually uh an ongoing pattern common thing in the community mm. yeah well we can definitely relate to the issue of shitty things happening in the gaming sphere coming at you like a fire hose because <laughs> it's it seemed like the first couple of weeks that we Uh, started doing this podcast like there was too much stuff going on to actually keep up with (laughs) because we were doing like a podcast like you know once or twice like once or twice a month basically and it seemed like every day there was just something new and horrible coming out coming out of this community oh it absolutely is a it's a fire hydrant obviously you guys follow the account but um, anyone who listens might be aware there was a couple of months um pretty much from june to eh, about maybe a week and a half ago that i just stopped because it got to the <laughs> point where i was like i'm tired i don't <laughs> want to do this all the time and i didn't say anything uh because honestly i, I sort of distance myself when it comes to like telling the followers what's going on because i didn't want to do a um 
I'm sure you're probably aware of a uh, racist watchdog and the stuff that happened with them a little <laughs> while ago, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be like, Oh, woe is me. It's so hard to like do this. And I just need a mental health break, but that's kind of what I did. I was like, I have so much other stuff going on and there's this, it just happens so much. Like mm. literally every week there's some new ridiculous debacle that's happened because people are terrible so i agree 100 percent that it, it, it's there's an erosion to your kind of mental state and there's definitely times when we're just like oh we're just gonna pull the plug on paying attention to anything related <laughs> to <laughs> to the podcast or gamers in general right now but i also that said um like i totally get that but i also agree with your creative decision not to mention on the account itself because like i i do see it on a lot of the takes accounts like the legal advice uh reddit account um does this all the time where they have like the extra commentary and it's like i i want to be an empathic human being but at the same time like if you know i'm here for the takes and i respect if you don't want to make those takes but you know it's a it's just a more cohesive uh you know presentation for a project Mm -hmm. And it also, <laughs> I don't think we noticed until we were like, okay, we're desperate for content. <laughs> where are the, where are the heated gaming takes? Where are the takes? Where are they? So in, in that respect, it, I think if we weren't so invested in that sphere, we wouldn't have noticed at all. So, and that makes me happy because I was, I actually did get um, a few messages from other people that were like, "Are you okay?" And it's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." It just this is one of those things that's such a back burner issue for me because <laughs> I mean, I have a full-time job. I have a, another career that I do outside of my job. So mm. as, as much as I get giggles and I feel like there is a reason that I do this account, I also can't spend as much time as some other people do with their takes accounts. And actually to follow up on what you said about commentary, I think there are times where I do add commentary, but not about like my personal life. Um, unless yeah. it's directly related to gaming and being a person that is, you know, gay um, mm -hmm. and, how that interacts with these terrible takes but i'm not about to be like guys i need i need a spa day from all <laughs> this hard takes collecting like i i usually try to keep it relevant to what is going on on the account oh absolutely that that i think uh you know is part of the the one of the good points to the account is that not only does it present these takes, but it's, you know, there's, there's some thought put into the curation and your commentary. Sometimes there's thought, sometimes I'm... <laughs> I wanted, so you brought up um, your sexuality, and it kind of made me think about Pride Month, which, oh, oh my god, when... When you started posting like the Pride Month takes, it was just like a never-ending stream <laughs> of just awful, shitty gamer takes. Like more than we could possibly read out on the show. It was—it's incredible. Like Pride Month, you know, we've sort of unofficially called it uh, "shitty gamer take month." It legitimately was. It was awful. 
And I, I think it, it's unique when it's not even based on any particular issue in mm. gaming. Like you can you can kind of understand when there's a flare up when PewDiePie says the N word and people condemn them condemn him that there's gonna be a, a backlash from the gamers. But the gamers just like saw this was happening and it didn't affect them at all and they still had to do a full diaper uh <laughs> cycle diaper about filling, it yeah diaper filling incident that i feel like after that if i'm thinking of my timeline correctly it was after that month that i was like i have to step back because you know like i said i'm gay i'm not cisgender so mm-hmm. seeing all of that i really do think it was like well I'm really tired Um, (laughs) and it's like, you know, I can step away and it didn't affect me too terribly much in terms of mental health, but it does kind of like, it was really bad. And then right after that was SGDQ, I think. And I wasn't even about to touch that because I knew what was going to happen. And yeah, gamers are just really terrible about (laughs) anything related to LGBTQ. And I just cannot wrap my head around it. I, I just don't get it. Mm. What happened at SDGQ? Um, I I'm, I might have heard of it, but so much of it occurs that it slides out of my brain. Um, well, SGDQ, if whoever's listening isn't aware, is um, <laughs> a speedrunning event, and it is a thing that's been going on for years now. They have two events every year. There's SGDQ and AGDQ. But a lot of the runners and participants and announcers at both of the GDQ um, runs uh, are transgender. So it's leg- you can just imagine where that goes. Oh, and yeah. it is so difficult to watch that, not only because I can't imagine what it's like to be on the receiving end of that, because I'm not cis, but I'm also, I'm not a trans woman or anything, you know, so I don't experience that type of discrimination. So seeing that as an empathetic person uh, is hard, but it's, it's just bad. Like it's bad all around. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to keep up with the account for that because last year, or no, it was for AGDQ, which is in winter. I did do some takes revolving around that and it was i had to make like a a content warning and i was like look this is about to get really bad for this week because i know what is going to happen and so i was like i can't do it again Mm. so understandable i think that you know even if you're looking at this kind of material from a kind of critical lens or even as from like a satirical lens there comes a certain point where being exposed to that much toxicity, even with a certain sense of detachment from it, can really wear on you and kind of affect your perceptions of things. And so it really is the healthiest thing to do is that when you start feeling um, worn down by this level of toxicity is to take a step back. Yeah, that that's, I mean, that's pretty much what happened, so... Uh, but I'm back now for the moment. So. Wading Hooray. right into the toxic sludge pits. <laughs> diving headfirst. Into... People always tell me, they're like, someone's <laughs> got to do it. So I guess it's me. Diving headfirst into the carbon monoxide filled content mines. It's legitimately terrible. But 
you know, I have a lot of, honestly, a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say fun, but I have fun talking to the people on the account. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is, you know, a silver lining and I have had people thank me for doing it. And obviously you guys get a kick out of it. So (laughs) I guess there's some good in what's going on and doing it. Um, I think too, that there's just an overall, like, I think positive effect to being a part of kind of like a larger community of like, you know, we're, we're all people who play video games. Otherwise we wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but you know, we, but it's, it's good to have these kind of like, you know, many lightning rods of places where this kind of behavior, this kind of attitude isn't okay. And it's not even like, you know, there's no common ground except that we've all pushed back against this kind of behavior being acceptable. And like, you know, everybody could do better uh, in varying degrees, but, you know, at the very least there's a, I don't know, there's a dividing line at a certain point where it's like, at least you don't embrace it. At least you're not. I'm a gamer and <laughs> heated gaming moments are a part of who we are. And just being like, no, that's that's stupid. That's awful. That's a very regressive way to to look at kind of like your just your community and your ideology in general. It really is. That That's sort of another good thing that the account does. And let me just reiterate, I don't want to sound like I'm patting myself on the back for doing legitimately nothing <laughs> other than putting weird baby gamers on blast <laughs> for being complete. Uh, I don't, am I allowed to curse on yeah. this? Okay, complete fucking assholes. But it, it helps, I think, to put that line in the sand and be like, hey, this isn't okay. And this is kind of the call out of this circle of people that do this and excuse themselves and say, this is gamer culture. Because it's not. I've been playing video games since I was like, tiny i can't even remember i was probably uh who knows since you were as since you were as young and babyish as some of these people act yes exactly when (laughs) i was the actual age and uh, how these people should be acting i've been playing video games and i've never been like that i mean i used to be young and i used to be you know dumber than I am now in terms of social issues and how to act around people that aren't like me, but never to this degree. So this idea that this is like just something that all gamers do and it's okay is just not the case. I I would go so far as to make the bold statement that even though a lot of people wouldn't put themselves in the in kind of any kind of gamer basket, that I would say it's a very common human characteristic to be into games of some sort it's you know it's a basic statement but even people who consider themselves i don't play video games at all you know they have candy crush or something on their phone so many people who don't consider themselves gamers will uh be into sports or something like that and i don't think that there's a lot of delineation there so I think to me, like, I agree that there's, it's not like the, the Twitter account or this podcast or anything like that is like some grand, like, ish, some, some amazing thing, like compared to, you know, real, I don't know. Uh, Gamer unions. 
yeah, in, any kind of years. activism. But it's uh, it's important to kind of take that back from the gamers. The, them yeah, being, reclamation. At one hundred percent. That's uh, to put it in a, my long rambling statement in a word, <laughs> reclamation. It is sort of a struggle for the basic identity of what it means to be a gamer at all. You know, it's you have on one side these people who are people who grew up with games and appreciate them as an art form, and then you have people who are this deeply set reactionary group that, while I don't think necessarily represent a majority of gamers, they represent enough and they're loud enough and consistent enough that they cause pretty big problems to the community as a whole and really are sort of self-propagating in that they they scare everyone else out. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think the reactionary label is important here because it's not like they're getting mad that, uh, you know, they, they did get mad over loot boxes, but... Most of the time, it's getting mad because there's a woman on the cover <laughs> of Battlefield, because there's a trans <laughs> NPC in a game, and these don't affect the game at all. They just see uh, just like the most token forms of representation, and they uh, and they just have their own. They they return to the heated gaming moment fold once again, and it's and it's that reactionary idea of. The world is changing. It's never going to be like it was. So it's just like this constant struggle and scream from them where people end up getting getting hurt. I mean, it's all mostly on the Internet, uh, luckily. But still, like, you know, I couldn't imagine like the SDGQ and stuff like that when it comes to the the other side of the screen or whatever. It can be can be very damaging. And I, I don't know. It's it sucks. It really does. Um, and I think it actually, going on what you just said about the uh, quote-unquote real-world effects, because uh, I think people, some people, aren't remembering that the internet is actually the real world. It's just, you know, there are people behind screens, but that isn't my point. Uh, I think it says a lot that I have friends that are legitimately worried about my safety when it comes to this account. I've yet to have been doxxed or anything like that, but it is absolutely a thing I am thinking of pretty much 100% of the time uh, when it comes to putting things on the account and who I am approaching, uh, unfortunately, and, and that's the reality of it. There are certain people that I don't feel like I should touch because I am legitimately worried on how they're going to react, and I don't know. I think that says a lot um, about the uh, state of the community and just how, I mean, it is reactionary. That's the best word to even go with. And I think it says a lot just how deep they are in it whenever I'm literally just posting what they're saying Mm -hmm. under the label shitty. And there are friends that are like, you have to be careful. So that's, I mean, that's cool. I, I, you know, there's a part of me that isn't scared or anything. It's something I think about. A part of me also, and it's terribly morbid, but I almost wonder what it would be like for that to happen, to be approached in real life and, you know, be threatened like that. Um, hmm. If I got through it, it would be one hell of a story. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. 
that's what keeps me going, honestly, when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, you'll never be bored. Oh, absolutely not. It's every day. Every day is a new adventure. There's a lot of things that can be said negative about the hell world in which we live, but boring isn't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, not even a little. Just to kind of just build off that, I definitely agree with you that the internet is real life, um, even though, you know, I do ma- did make slight delineations there. Um, and it's like, I'm, I'm certainly not going to get into it on the podcast because we have a rule, but we have had our own encounters with the gamers, um, and it is not pleasant, even through, you know, it affects you emotionally, and it's uh, extremely just, like, negative and overwhelming to have to deal with, and it's so, it's it's so stupid um, because you're not even, I don't know, it's like you're not even saying anything or doing anything like that offensive. And it's just like you're, you're but you're challenging that cultivated identity. Um, and to go back to uh, our previous episode with Peter Coffin, the, the perpetual correctness that makes them comfortable. Um, and so it just creates this very aggro response that's extremely unpleasant to deal with and does bleed into your real life. Yeah, that exactly. That is the case, and I mean, I know I signed up for it, so it is one thing, but um, yeah, <laughs> also, uh, something about rules is is there a rule I should be aware of? Rules, you said something about you won't mention, he's referring to the fact that when we have heated gaming moments directed at us, we have a rule for the podcast that we don't use that that content oh, on the podcast okay. because it seems navel gazing. I gotcha. Okay, I was scared that there was like um, a Bim Bam esque no bummer rule, and I was like, "Oh no!" If there was no. a no bummer rule on this podcast, we wouldn't talk about gamers. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, and two, it's just like we don't want to create it into turn this into a dialogue with the people that we're ridiculing too. And like Twitter fights of our own is something that you know I'm not not interested in in producing for other people. That's fair. Actually, I have a similar rule on the account, so that's funny. It is still funny when there's a heated gaming take, and then you can post the replies to that that original post as another heated gaming take. That I that's do happened, find amusing. I think that's happened a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> there are also people that... Uh, I actually have another rule. Uh, side note. Um, there have been people that have kind of alluded that they like want me to post them on the account and like as a rule people like that get muted like Mm. i'm not i refuse no like you're not i'm not here to entertain you well it's like in that scenario they're not doing it as like a genuinely well they're not it's shitty but it's not like a genuinely held awful gamer opinion it's just attention seeking right Basically, it's very much like, oh, I don't, I can't wait for sh- shitty gamer takes to find my tweets and post them. And oh, then aren't like, I edgy? Aren't yeah, I? Like, are you uh, triggered? Are you triggered? Are, are you, you triggered? triggered? No, and that, those people die mute, uh, so they don't get to get posted on the uh, account. So there, haha, take that. I mean, I think that's a great rule because, in general, too, I think something that doesn't get brought up a lot, but it's not only that these are, these are their deeply held reactionary beliefs, but a big component to all of this is 
the the joy that they take when other people get upset with them, which makes it even more difficult to kind of like interact and try to, I don't know, treat them in good faith and hope that we can kind of create this better world. You know, I hate to continue name dropping the devil, but <laughs> recently, uh, Ian Miles Chong, yeah. the Ant Man, uh, he there was I forget what it was. Um, but there was a comment to it just being like, let's get ratioed! And, like, everybody was, like, in all of his ant drones threw their hands up and liked it and loved it. Because, you know, that's that's part of the experience for them is getting getting everybody's, are you offended, kind of response um, to them. And it's, I don't know. It's to me like something that we should keep in mind when we're dealing with that. It's reactionary, but it's also bad faith because they take pleasure in uh, other people being traumatized and hurt. To elaborate further on that, Thought Slime has this really fantastic video about how to debate fascists and never lose. And basically what he says is never debate a fascist. Because in creating that dialogue, that back and forth, you are allowing them to respond and distort and lie about your points when in reality to dismantle their talking points and their worldview doesn't require their participation at all. And I think that when it comes to, to reactionary gamers, it's a very similar situation in that if you invite a dialogue with one of these people rather than just you know, categorically debunking or highlighting the, the problems with their worldview, you are inviting them to basically obfuscate and lie about every point that you're making. And I just thought that that would... Uh, brain... <laughs> brain <laughs> no i get what you're saying and that that's pretty much what i'm doing i'm not i'm not here to have a conversation with anybody i'm here mm. to just be like hey look at this asshole being an asshole and there are people there are a lot of people that actually don't even like that i'm doing that much and i get it um i absolutely understand why a lot of people might think that i am giving them a platform just by even posting them just in the context of them being stupid assholes and that's fair. Like, I get why they they think that. I A lot of this is more a personal thing for me. So it's like, this is just how I feel I need to do this. Yeah, I, I've, I'm not here to talk about why actually um, <laughs> this thing is perfectly okay to say about Black people. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like no one, and God, tons of people in my mentions have arguments about things. And it's like, can you guys just please stop? If anyone that follows Shitty Gamer Takes is listening, please don't actually fight the multiple trolls that are in my mention. I know they're there. They're always going to be there. Just ignore them, please. God. Co-signed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. in that kind of scenario, you know, people say don't feed the trolls. But when it comes to like something so insignificant as like somebody deliberately trying to stir shit in the comments of a, a tweet that it it really is not productive at all to try and argue with them. 
Yeah, these are, when I say that, I'm talking about specifically people that are literally hate following the account. Yeah. They will always comment on every take and be like, actually, this is okay to say. And I am like, whatever. I have a rule that I don't really want to block people on the account because I don't want to give anyone ammunition that I'm trying to make a quote unquote echo chamber. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I legitimately ignore these people because it's like, they're just always there and it's whatever they're just going to keep saying the same things so if you if you go back and look at like multiple posts you'll probably see the same characters and you'll know exactly who i'm talking mm-hmm. about i mean they... you have the ultimate victory here because you're living rent free in their heads i i am and it's great and actually <laughs> i hate it i don't want them to think of me ever but uh yes yeah. i I just ignore them and they keep asking me for attention and I just keep ignoring them. What about my free, my freeze peach? My freeze peach. How dare you? (laughs) I co-sign everything. uh, Gamer Jordan Peterson is saying right here. (laughs) Never, ever, ever call me that again. No, no, I was referring to the character uh, i was doing to alton's uh oh thank god i thought you were actually calling me that sorry i would i would never i was listen. about to leave <laughs> i'm i apologize i it's the a- Fortnite stream <laughs> represents the serpent of order whereas the lowly and insignificant pubg stream represents the dragon of chaos jesus christ <laughs> Gamer Jordan Peterson is a regular character here on <laughs> video games are the worst thing on earth. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not familiar with the lore. <laughs> <laughs> the deep, uh, no, uh, deep lore of video games are the worst thing on earth. But yeah, just that uh, to kind of reiterate that they, they're... Getting into arguments with these guys is just lighting up the pleasure centers of their brains. And... <laughs> You know, I agree Especially with Ian's. Ugh, absolutely, yeah. Ian's the worst. Ian is well. Our the parts of our his take brain that isn't eaten by ants. Like <laughs> <laughs> our our take is that Ian is one hundred percent a grifter who doesn't really believe of course any he of is. the things he says because he's changed positions so many times in the past to just align with whatever he thinks the most popular uh, take is. And when you, like, listen to him and watch his really boring videos, you can kind of tell that he doesn't, like, give a shit. Ian doesn't care about anything, no. At this point, when I post Ian, it's literally because he says something that is so good, I cannot pass it up. Like, the Gamers (laughs) Rise Up thing I posted. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, I can't let this pass me by. Oh, Gamers Rise Up. Is is a is a new favorite phrase of mine, but yeah, if you chart the his his history, like you can definitely see just like the the pattern of just trying to get the most out of the attention economy on the internet as possible, mm-hmm. and it, it and he's realized like many people have is that you can get the most bang for your buck uh, doing this kind of alt right grift. And so he's taken his, uh, you know, the nerd stuffed in the locker version of that and just run with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ian is 
Uh, I don't I don't even remember the last time I've looked at actual Ian's page because at this point it's just like, wait, I don't there is no point here. Um, I'm pretty he, sure almost everyone sends you everything he says, like every single post is probably in your DMs by now. Actually the last one I posted was sent to me. Um it was the one the the gamers rise up because I think that was a response to the quartering, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, mm. the whole we're gonna get Gamergate too. Or oh my god, that take um, was so fucking shitty. <laughs> it was so <laughs> delicious. I was like, yes, Gamergate two, Electric Boogaloo, bring it on. But it was that, and yeah, someone sent me that. Uh, honestly, a lot of this stuff, and I feel kind of bad, and I don't really know how to uh, approach it on the account if I ever will. But a lot of the things I post actually at this point are sent to me directly. And obviously, I don't want to credit people because that just opens up a possible issue with people harassing them. Um, For sure. So, but it's like, I also feel kind of bad, like, pretending that I, like, I I don't know. This is kind of a a offshoot, a tangent may have you, but uh, fucking Ian at Miles Chung. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, you're the... uh... The reporter of shitty gamer takes, and they're your sources. You, I'm a uh, shitty deep... gamer journalist. Honestly, I I don't think you should really feel um, too bad about it. You know, just as long as people understand that that's what's going to happen, because it is, in essence, a service to them. And if they want to like go in the comments and say, "Hey, I sent you this," then that's fine. But in general, it's there to keep them from getting gamer harassment targeted at them. Yes, literally. Actually, speaking of uh, harassment and avoiding, didn't we have some wonderful topics to talk about? Yeah, I was I was just person? about to go into that. We have so many topics to go through, and we've Gotta spent get a that segue. yeah, we spent a good forty minutes uh, just discussing the illustrious uh, Twitter account that we almost we're gonna have a little bit short on time, I think, for all these great topics. So let's let's get into it. Let's see. What would you guys like to talk about? We've got Ninja Won't Play With Women, or maybe we could read out the Gamergate 2 tweet. I mm. have plenty of thoughts about both of them, so you you go right ahead. I, I don't know if we should read the whole Ninja article, but I do. I, I feel like that's the thing that if we don't tackle on that episode, it's it, on this episode, rather, it's we're never going to tackle it, and it's something mm. that... I don't know. It's it's ripe for us. The most popular gamer streamer is afraid of cooties. Like, how can we resist? My girlfriend <laughs> will get mad at me. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Let's get go ahead and get cracking. So the article is from Polygon.com, the favorite website of gamers. And <laughs> the title is <laughs> Ninja Explains His Choice Not to Stream with Female Gamers. Gamers. Femoids. The femoids, yes. Subtitle is, The only way to avoid the rumors is not to play with them at all. By Allegra Frank. I don't play with female gamers, says Tyler Ninja Blevins. Twitch's biggest stream... Of course his name is Tyler, God! (laughs) (laughs) Twitch's biggest streamer and one of the faces of Fortnite fandom. This edict may be surprising to hear, especially as emphatically as Blevins said it when we spoke at the recent Samsung event. Though Blevins isn't shy about being married, and his more than 10 million subscribers, 
include people of every gender identity, the Internet's love of gossip has convinced the Twitch star not to invite women to participate in his Fortnite Battle Battle Royale live streams. With fame comes scrutiny of everything you say or do, he suggested, and that can sometimes lead to questions about who you're sleeping with or flirting with on the sly. If I have one conversation with one female streamer while we're playing with one another, and even if there's a hint of flirting, that is going to be taken and going to be put on every single video and be clickbait forever, Blevins told Polygon. Okay, this kills me because it's like, just don't flirt then. Just act like a regular person. Just talk. Like, I don't... Okay, y'all are about to see, like, the angry side of me because this story has peeved me off forever. But go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. There's some truth to the idea that flirting can lead to YouTube clickbait. And invasive questions, Blevins has asked some himself when playing with other well-known male streamers. Um, And then they show a clip uh, of the evidence. Mm. And uh, you want to you want you want to take over from here, Altan? I sure I surely would. And I think that that this clip that they're showing that he's done this before where he's he's asked other male streamers about these kinds of rumors in his Twitch streams is sort of indicative to me that maybe this is a kind of projection of his own beliefs. I mean, that should be obvious, really, but I didn't even think about it until I noticed the sort of hypocrisy in pointing out that, yeah, he he's done this before to some extent. It, I mean, it absolutely is projection. I, oh my god, the story just peeps me off so much. <laughs> Emane Pokimane Anis is another big name on Twitch whose popularity grew rapidly over the last year, and when she started playing Fortnite on streams with Kabini... Viewers began to ask, are they dating? Fans assume Twitch streamers are in a relationship just as often as they speculate on their marital status. And that, apparently, includes Blevins, who used his mega platform to further perpetuate that rumor. Uh... (laughs) Whether or not it's true that Annis and Kabini are together is obviously their business. But when it comes to his relationship with streamer Jessica J. Ghosty... Blevins? Okay. Who often appears on her husband's channel, Blevins has happened to be op- to open up about his devotion. Not being connected to other women online, that was something I made 100% sure. He said <laughs> it was his decision alone to keep his streaming partners men only. That <laughs> was not even her. She had nothing to do with it. That was j- me being I love our relationship and no, I'm not going to put you through that. Okay. I oh my god. Like apparently this apparently even associating with the opposite gender in like like <laughs> in any professional context, which is what it is if this is your job, it's a completely professional context is is putting your significant other through something and I think that that kind of reveals his own insecurity that he views it's like that in like that incredibly awful meme of like i don't know if you guys have seen this but it's like the one that's like talking to another woman is sort of like micro cheating oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like the gamer this twitch stream version of that 
Yeah, actually, oh you know what it is? You know what it's a Twitch stream version of? Ninja's just Mike Pence. It's literally <laughs> just, uh, I don't go into a room with a woman uh, unless <laughs> my wife is there. It's literally just that. And it drives me up the wall. <laughs> I, I don't think, I think we can, we don't need to rest, read the rest of the article because I don't think there's... I it, see it's the more... word Twitch thoughts here, so yeah, I don't think we need to either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think we've gotten the important points. It's just underscoring how awful Twitch is towards women, and it does mention the Mike Pence thing. Um, and to me, I think in its best light, which I'm not giving him or anything any credit, but in its best light, this is an admission that your fans and Twitch viewers in general are nightmares, which I... <laughs> Which I agree with, but there's this extra element that we've already discussed of the the hypocrisy is that he th- this is something that he participates in, you know, wholeheartedly, and him being like, well, you know, I do it to other women, so uh, <laughs> feel don't want to don't want it to be focused in my direction, and it's just like clearly I can dish it out, but I can't take it. One hundred percent. Yeah, I actually had a conversation with my, I have a male friend, uh, so when this actually first started happening, we had a conversation about it, and he was very, um, (sighs) I still shake my head, but he was very much like, well, it's not sexist, and I was like, it is though, because it's this idea that, first of all, none of this makes sense in like a linear, logical way, because if you're worried about having anyone speculate anything about your life then this isn't the career choice for you it just isn't Mm. and you know i i hate to say that because it really isn't anyone's fault if people are going to be overly obsessive about your personal life but at this moment that's just how it is so to say that only this specific thing is what you don't want people speculating about it obviously has to do with this idea about women and the fact that this is going to ruin your relationship, which it won't if your relationship is based on trust and understanding. Exactly. And he's already said that she has nothing to do with it. It's all his choice. So it apparently isn't going to be that much of an issue for her, but he doesn't want to put her through it like this. It literally makes no sense other than I don't want to play with girls because (laughs) people are going to think that I'm sleeping with them. But if you're not, then it isn't a big deal. Like it, uh, what I think is something interesting to think about is to consider what if this situation were to be reversed and his wife, wow, wait, his wife is a Twitch streamer. Hmm. Yeah. She is. So, yeah. I, I just, I just remembered reading that like a couple seconds ago, <laughs> but it's like, does he apply this same rule to her? Can he, can she only play with other like uh female Twitch streamers? They don't get into it in this article, but it's like, to me, it seems like he's got, I, I, I don't know. It seems like he would have like major trust issues in that regard. If that's how he feels about even talking to women, unless it's like you say, and it is it has nothing to do with his insecurity and more to do with some kind of sexism. I honestly have no idea because I can't wrap my head around any of this or what his, I truly don't know. All I know <laughs> is that A, it's stupid, and B, <laughs> it's sexist. Like, Ninja can play with whoever he wants, 
I don't care. I don't watch him. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, to say, no, I'm not going to play with women because of this weird conceived idea that people are going to assume I'm sleeping with them, that is sexist. It's the same thing as Mike Pence. It's the same thing as this whole idea that, you know, men who are straight can't have female friends unless there's, you know, they're sleeping with them or there's something sexual about Mm. that. It's all under the same circle. So regardless of what he chooses to do with his time and his whatever the hell he does, I I mean, I know he's a streamer. He plays Fortnite, whatever. It's still sexist, like period, the Mm. end, where there is no debate about that. So yeah, it's just, I don't know what his actual issue is. Literally every single part of this contradicts another part of it. So I don't know what's going on in his head, but I know it's bad. I think you hit the nail on the head, honestly. Like, the concept of basically men being completely incapable of having healthy platonic relationships with women as, as opposed to sexual ones is is 100% a received sexist idea that's propagated everywhere in our society and not just on Twitch, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and it seems like he's bought into that in a way that is just unhealthy yeah and the thing is is that by doing this he's still only perpetuating it exactly so that's the conversation i have with my friend and there are other issues the whole you know we've seen with uh people like cootie pie and markiplier and jacksepticeye that their friendship by a lot of people is perceived to be a sexual one which is gross and weird and i don't support it at all but that is a thing that happens so this idea that this is only going to happen if he plays with women streamers, we know that isn't the case. There are probably people that have this weird idea that he has a sexual relationship with male streamers he's done video game fun times with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's another issue with this whole idea. And other people have come out to say that he is doing this actually to protect women from harassment which is also sexist and chauvinistic because it has this idea that women aren't able to make these decisions for themselves in order to help their own careers. So literally no way you go makes this any less shitty and terrible. And I hate it. And I want to just, uh, his red hair is so obnoxious. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I would agree with, uh, with all of that. But one thing that you, you touched on a little bit that I want to expand upon is the idea of when you have like a big fan base like that, what the person at the head or the whatever the, the material at the head of it is steers that ship and that he could make a serious impact in theory were he not a sexist piece of shit by trying to push back against that reducing the the space where uh, gamers can feel comfortable thinking and believing these things but the way that you behave is how your fandom is going to behave you know and, and i think that's true is like like it's not surprising that you know he he has to protect himself from behavior that he engages with because this is stuff he enjoys and perpetuates the whole issue is compounded by the fact that he is basically giving license to how many millions of men 
to behave and think this way. And even if they don't go 100%, you know, there's somebody out there that thinks that this is okay. It all it does is compound the issue. Mm. Because by seeing Ninja say that he is not going to play with female gamers because of this quote-unquote problem, then all of these fans, or, well, not all of them, because as much as I hate gamers and especially Twitch users, um, they're not all terrible people. Some of them actually do have, you know, a sense of damn logic in those wonderful little heads of theirs. But a good number of them are going to watch other streamers, male streamers, playing with female streamers, and they're going to be like, oh, so there must be something going Mm. on here, because if there wasn't, they wouldn't play with each other. So by doing this, Ninja hasn't helped anything. He isn't saying that, you know, he, he's helping absolutely nothing. He isn't even helping himself. He's just, he doesn't want to play with girls because cooties. I, I don't even know why he doesn't want to play with girls, but it nothing is helped by this. It's just a vicious cycle that's going on. That's a, oh, sorry. Oh, no, that's pretty much the end of my thought is that it, it, Fucking, you did nothing, Ninja. Thank you. That's like a very good point in that it's honestly making that problem worse by basically saying that it's a serious enough problem that I'm not going to even risk having people assume that kind of thing. And then it does open the door for other other people who don't have this particular brain worm to to start getting accusations because they're not following the same kind of code. Exactly. It's just like reset. It's just compounding it. So he's not even like fighting against this thing that he allegedly says is shitty. He's just making it worse. Yeah, he literally could have just said fucking nothing and it would have all been the same. Yeah, nobody would have noticed it because, you know, the gamer sphere is so heavily male predominant that they would have been like, oh, he just plays with a bunch of guys because there aren't that many women uh Doing streams, I, I guess. I don't know anything about Twitch. I don't watch Twitch. Sorry. <laughs> don't don't apologize. <laughs> yeah, don't ever apologize for that. The you're you're one hundred percent correct. There is that he would be in the same boat as a million other streamers. Like nobody would ever complain. Mm. One other thing I do want to touch on, though, just as like a personal bugbear, is that people with big questionable fandoms uh like uh ninja sky williams uh h3h3 they all feed into each other with this kind of stuff too because when when i read uh this stuff from ninja i saw a response from sky williams who's a very popular uh league of legends youtuber um who's all done a lot of like comedy videos and stuff like that just like his response was, is like very, uh, he called the reporter some nasty names and it was just like, oh, this is not true. Clickbait, when it's like, what's 100%? It's a fact. It's something that it's reporting on what he said, but reporting on what he said was somehow, you know, the. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. The Polygon article writer he said this stuff about? Let me see if I can find the tweet about it. Um, I mean, I don't doubt you. I just wanted to be on the same page because Sky Williams has a nasty habit of saying stupid things. I just don't keep track of them very much. I can't find the tweet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Uh, but, you know, there was a very 
strong response. And it feeds into my point that there's there's this culture among these big podcasts where they don't they they seek out this popularity and they benefit from it, but they don't want the responsibility. They they take a step back when it comes to being responsible for this kind of stuff and for setting the tone with their fans. They treat it like it's. Um, I, I do cycles where I check in with these people just because like they have a lot of <laughs> followers. I'm curious for good content for the podcast, and it's always like it's the same thing you hear from like QAnon right wingers, where it's like the mainstream media is creating a narrative against us you know us the gamers and it's it's to me becoming like a like you know just ninja or just h3h3 with their uh fandoms like you know maybe isn't that big of a deal but it's creating this kind of crescendo of this kind of just reactionary if not necessarily gamer kind of just like nerd shithead that uh that this is you know the latest latest example of i think that's a nice way to round off the conversation on this topic. We have a couple more things to talk about. Would you guys like to read out the quartering tweet? Oh, I would absolutely love to read out the quartering tweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I strongly believe Gamergate 2 is very close. The media, and to a worse extent, the developers have lost sight of what their customers demand. The fact they don't care is why I am so certain. Sharpen your swords, folks. Another consumer uprising is coming very soon. Quote the quartering at thequartering.twitter.com. <laughs> and then his second part is this time will be more tactical as a group we will be able to mobilize and determine what titles live and which ones die we will fight using our wallets plus memes and brackets <laughs> so uh i think the important context here is that this is in response to Cyberpunk uh, 2077's um, the CD Projekt Red's shitty um, did you just assume my gender tweet and then they gave like a weak ass apology and because they gave a weak ass apology I'm sorry for offending you it's time for Gamergate 2 it's not even <laughs> like it's not and, even like yeah they just said sorry really badly and now apparently the fucking world is ending oh, the quartering mm is definitely the the new he he's certainly been around a while but in terms of my radar he's like the new young up and comer of just like doing these insane culture warrior takes and he's a more broader because he does he was kind of at the forefront of that stupid uh you know shira the shira trailer was drawn oh, incorrectly type stuff and Not it's just like <laughs> and it's just like the idea of this identity of pushing back against these very honestly very tame bits of inclusion like this is a bad apology uh to trans people or it being like you know shira not having that kind <laughs> of like cheesecake uh female design and it's just like 
there, there's not even any content there. It's not about the game that they messed up the game, so we need a consumer uprising. It's not that the show is bad and the show is all about how uh, Shiro murders every man on <laughs> the planet or whatever. It's that would just be cool, I would, yeah, I would I would be down with that. <laughs> no, I, I agree one hundred percent. I'm saying that that's why I'm mad at Shiro. <laughs> um, and and then I'm sure I. I won't go click on this, but I'm sure you can find within four or five tweets of him calling somebody else a snowflake or too sensitive, etc. And it's just it's, it's it's this insane culture war stuff where like mm. I feel like on one hand, you know, like people are you know will give give criticism saying I would like to be included, I would like these elements of social justice to be better represented and for more effort to be put onto it so we can make the world a better place. And in response is just like these very tiny little things are just like, no, we want none of that. We're going to have game. We're going to be tactical. No, we want games. No. We're going to mobilize and determine what titles live and which ones die. Gamers, <laughs> roll out. Grab your memes, boys. Grab your memes. <laughs> Get them cocked, loaded, and ready to fire. <laughs> oh, my God. I have two points that I want to make. First, I guess we'll I'll touch on the idea we'll fight using our wallets and then plus memes. It's just like it's so ridiculous that it, it is impossible to parody this. This <laughs> mindset of people who are like, memes are war and we're going to war, boys. <laughs> Oh my god. Gamergate 2 is coming, and where are your stash of memes ready for the war? Just the, oh, it's so ridiculous. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I would say that if he had just stopped at fight using our wallets, I would be like, okay, that has a material, physical substance to it that has a great deal of influence on the society we live in because we live in a capitalist society. And so as you, if you organize as a consumer to punish developers for doing things you don't like, yeah, that might work. But if you send them a fucking shitty meme, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. You seriously think that the people in, like code red haven't seen a oh fucking image macro before. I think they're okay. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, boycotting, monetary boycotting is a thing that's like, if you want to do it, fucking do your best. I know you're going to do a shit job because y'all always do, mm-hmm. but go right ahead. That's a legit tactic. I've done it. You know, tons of people have. Yeah. But yeah, this fucking, like, meme shit, it's like, fucking sit down, read us, or fucking just, Jesus, stop. And the second point... I wanted to make is this idea that, okay, the media and work to a worse extent that the developers have lost sight of their customers demands. Like I know that uh, Reese said that this was in connection to that whole issue with cyberpunk and the shitty apology. But to me, what, you know, really leaps out about this statement and is in connection to a broader movement of developers trying to push for more progressive elements in their games and also to unionize like the amount of fucking shitty takes i saw from on the posts of game workers unite it's just incredibly bad like you you as a gamer have a vested interest 
in improving the lives of the people who make your games because then they'll make better games. But the amount of just reactionary bullshit I saw in response to it is is ridiculous. Like these people have like this conservative reactionary mindset that precludes any possibility of there being organized labor because they see that as like a lefty SJW thing. It's honestly incredible because I mean, time and time again, it proves that or everything every industry proves that the better you treat your workers the better the product's going to be honestly not even getting into the whole capitalist versus communist thing but fucking unionized labor is the best thing you can do for capitalism because it provides a better product that people want to spend more money on it really doesn't make any sense from any sort of standpoint to be like, no, this is bad. Like yeah. workers should be struggling to even stay awake while they make <laughs> my pretendy shooty video game. <laughs> it's uh, like, I, I don't understand the logic that these people have that that's a bad thing. Honestly, yeah. I haven't seen any of that, but, um, or the thing that you're talking about with mm-hmm. the, the unions and stuff. So this is news to me, but it's like, do you guys even understand how this, market works like or or do you seriously not understand how any of this goes together but then again these are the people that get fucking angry if a 12 year old doesn't have double d tits on the oh jesus box art. so <laughs> i guess it is lost on them i don't know it's part of this larger weird aggression that they have against devs like whenever um the fantasy is broken like there is a there was a childish angry response to it that I can't quite put my finger on, but is I don't know. It's it, it it's part of that whole thing where they they can't even grasp the idea uh, or address the idea that the, the games might be better or the the people who make the things that they love might be treated better. It's just they they just want things to remain exactly the same. Everybody to suffer while they get no you know changes. absurd content. Exactly. How dare my treat manufacturers? demand a better living condition why aren't you working on my treats you <laughs> you cretins it it reminds me of that dog meme that's um the whole uh fetch no take only fetch or no take only throw <laughs> but it's like <laughs> no no better payment only games like it's you have to have one to have a better you know, it, they they yeah. are connected. They are connected. They are things that one must happen before the other does. That is how this works. But in their small puppy mind, they think <laughs> that it one just comes out magically. And mm. I wish I had such a simplistic take on the world. Maybe I would be happier. But alas, here I am. Yeah. I I would like to make one kind of final point about this before we should probably wrap up. Right. One thing I think, for me anyways, is that you see this, the reactionary gamer response to always kind of hide themselves behind the this the idea of consumer rights and the big phrase now is get woke go broke even though there's not there's not really evidence for that you know like uh, Danya said their efforts usually to do that kind of fall flat on their face but hey I don't think it's a great argument to be like oh trying to be more inclusive and progressive will make you less money it's just like how many terrible ideas in history have we embraced 
because of the economy. You know, it's, you know, if you want to get like, you know, the extreme examples is like slave owners in the antebellum South certainly would agree with the sentiment, get woke, go broke. Uh, Yeah. And it's it's to me it's it they're they're two different things. It's like the plea to make things more progressive, to fight against the, the shitty regressive attitudes in games, isn't it has never been as like if you do this you'll make more money. The argument is this is the moral, this is the ethical thing to do because you know we can't get into the whole analysis here but it's good to have more people be represented it's good to include more people in your gaming and you know you you don't have to stop playing league of legends just because (laughs) these little uh advances are being made just something so simple as having a, a woman on the cover of battlefield 5 something as simple as wanting uh you know more trans representation it's it's these aren't Mm. massive changes in my mind anyways and Mm. to me it's it's to frame it as a as a consumer issue is 100 percent bunk because that's never been the argument is like do this and you make more money it's do this because this is your audience right well yeah to make a point i don't want to get into like another big ass long conversations since we probably need to wrap up soon but to make a point about that is even from the perspective of this being a purely consumer driven thing they're wrong like the idea that if you get woke you go broke that somehow being more progressive is going to make you less money clearly isn't borne out in a lot of what we see in games marketing and games advertising, it, it's not like these huge corporations are doing these things necessarily out of a sense of moral obligation. To them, it's marketing. They're being more inclusive, not as a form of um, social justice, but as a form of trying to expand their market. This reactionary toxic gamer subset has done such a good job scaring away all these other groups that to these companies it is valuable to them to include more people because then there's a broader base of people who give them money and really what this ridiculous hashtag does is that it finds games that do fail financially and then goes back through all of its history and retroactively find something about it which they can say is quote-unquote woke. Absolutely. And I, th- I think it's the sort of thing that maybe it'd be worth developing a, uh, an episode around in the future because I think there's a, there's a lot of yeah. thoughts. We've touched on there, yeah. issues like rainbow capitalism before and its issues, so maybe sure. a future episode. But for now, how do we feel about wrapping up? Uh, is it okay if I just say one last thing? Yes, of course. Of course. Okay, so we've talked um, several times. We've brought up the idea of reactionaries and like how these people act, how they are literally reacting to something. But in the last couple of days, I've realized that there is no outer bigger thing they're reacting to other than change of what they perceive as normal. And that really is all it is. The the hashtag, how they act to things being presented to them, 
there really is no big bad thing they're they're talking about. It isn't the whole with Battlefield, oh, you know, it, it isn't historically accurate. It, it isn't things like that. It's they legitimately don't want us okay i'm sorry i'm like trying to put this together in my head as i'm talking mm. so really quick i don't know if any of you are into anime but crunchyroll basically the other day released a trailer for a series called uh, high guardian spice which is it's gonna be a cartoon and it's a thing we don't really know a lot about it yet but basically people aren't happy about it gamer circles anime nerds there's a really big overlap in the venn diagram between those two groups so um where i'm going with this is that a lot of times when things like this happen these groups will tell us like oh well you know stop changing games you know uh make your own but whenever we do make our own we we still get this backlash there there Mm. is no happy answer like they really just don't want other people telling their stories they don't want trans people in their video games they don't want women in their video games they don't want gay people in their video games it's literally a club that they're making that they're saying no you're not allowed in it and i think that's really just where i wanted to go with that i'm sorry you can edit this out this doesn't make any <laughs> no, sense i'm sorry it makes sense to me it, it's sort of like this idea that it, it is basically they don't want they don't actually want minorities and women telling their own stories they just want to silence them like the the goalposts are always getting moved is basically what i'm saying we Mm -hmm. can do everything exactly the way that they ask us to you know but at the end of the day they're still gonna find something to complain about because we dare came into their space that they decided was their own even though we've been here the entire time (laughs) we were just too scared to say that we were so basically fuck it fuck them and i'm gonna keep telling them to fuck themselves so check out shitty gamer takes because that's all i'm gonna be doing hell yeah excellent so where can people find you and your amazing content Danya? uh you can find uh, all of the shittiest of gamer takes at uh twitter and the at is just gamer takes mm-hmm. um and you can also find me as a person uh, at XO underscore pinkish heart. Um, and I am there. And I will also talk about how terrible gamers are on every account that I have because <laughs> they just never stop. So, oh, that reminds me. I, I kind of wanted to bring this up, but uh, we just got so into <laughs> talking about gamers. Do um, tell. But um, tell us a little bit about your art. Oh, God that old thing um i am an artist um Mm -hmm. i draw a lot of like anime um cartoon stuff um trying to do more comics now but basically i've always loved drawing um since i was really little pretty much since as long as i've been playing video games Mm -hmm. um so yeah i post art on that account Uh, i really need to draw more but um I'm I'm working on it. Uh, I don't have much to say about my art. I can talk about video game takes all day long. <laughs> my art. Why do you want to know about that? Oh, I just wanted to just bring it up and highlight it. You know, you have other projects going on in your life other than just uh, <laughs> making fun of gamers. Amazingly, yes, it is not my only <laughs> hobby. 
All right. So, Reese, where can people find you and your great online takes? You can find me at your very good bud on Twitter, or if you have made the the trek, you can find me on Mastodon at your very good bud at mastodon dot social. All right, and we also have an official Vigatwato Twitter account, which will be linked in the description, where you can find episode announcements, uh, various goofs and gags and retweets. And so follow that if you want to keep up to date with the show. And also, before I forget, uh, we actually have a new uh, website. <gasps> yeah, so the podcast hosting site that we go through um, uh, has a feature that allows us to uh, have a, a website where you can see all of our old episodes and get subscribed to the RSS feed or on Apple or Google Play, and uh, yeah, so check that out as well. And that is at uh, videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co. Yes. And so, to wrap things up, you can find me at 8alton8 on twitter.com or on Mastodon at alton at social uh, uh, mastodon.social i think <laughs> mastodon's still... hard i don't have yeah. one still mastodon is, is a little bit weird a little bit janky but it is you know a good fun and they do ban all the nazis off of there so it's worth checking out thank god someone does well danya thank you so much uh for engaging in anti-gamer warfare with us <laughs> it was a lot of fun i'm always glad to do that thank you for having me and thank you for thank you soldier patient. For oh. coming here with your memes, you've done good in <laughs> the war, <laughs> the war. war against gamers. God, a uh. war. But no, thank you for having me, and thank you for uh, listening to my uh, incessant rambling. Thank you so much. It was excellent. It's been a it's been a, a dream of ours to have you on the pod and talk about shitty gamer takes for a while now. So it's it's great. I'm always here if you ever want to have me again to yell about people. It definitely sounds pretty good, in my opinion. Hell yeah. So, all right. So, all right, all you uh, gamer warriors, you meme fighters, <laughs> uh, have a great evening, and uh, and I love you. <laughs> all right. We all love you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>